you came up and you said, I've been an emotional cripple. Yeah. And you said, but now I'm ready yeah. to be healed. You know, you kind of feel like blind Bartimaeus, kind of like screaming out, hey, what about me, you know? <laughs> right. You know, all these people are getting blessed. What about me? When they see that you serve the God whose mercies are new every day, they see that daily you have performance in your life. They're going to have enough sense to ask, what's the key? Welcome to Miracles Today, and we're here with Mark, my very special guest. Hey, Mark. Hi. Now, listen, I want to go um, back to what happened to you um, when you were was it 16 years old. Tell me about yes. that. At 16 years old, I was uh, staying on my father's boat, and in the middle of the night, I dove into shallow water and broke my neck. And uh, next thing I knew, I was floating face down in the water, looking at everything, thinking, what has happened? What's going on? I mean, could you breathe? I, I could. Mean, I was holding my breath. My and goodness. I was thinking, oh, God, uh, help me. I need your help here. And I'm floating with my arms like this, and, and uh, it's a full moon. And my friend was looking out, and he saw me in the water, and he, didn't, he, he, he looked around, and he saw the top of my head. And he said to me, or he said to himself, I better jump in and check out what's going on. Well, he ran his hand across my face. Well, at that point, I couldn't move at all. And uh, he ran it by again, and I bit in his hand. That was the only thing I could do. He went, you know, thinking like, hey. Are you? So, so nothing in your body moved. Right. I could not move at all. From your neck down. Right. And so the only thing you could do is just bite his hand. I bit his hand, and he grabbed me by the back of the head, and he pulled my... At this point, it was about three minutes underwater. My and goodness. He, um, he, it seemed like an eternity, but he, uh, he um, pulled my head up. I took a big breath, and I said, I don't know what's going on, but I can't move. And I, he floated me to shore and wrapped me in some sail cloth that was there on the boat and we're, went and got help at that point. Now, now, what happened to you when you found out what the doctor's prognosis was? Um, Tell me about that day. When the doctor said to me, they said, well, he'll, he's not going to ever move again. Ever he's, move? He's not going to be able to move from the neck down. And um, my parents are Christians, and we had known the Lord for a little while. And we prayed and things like that, you know, just believing God the best we know how. And... Um, the, the, the whole thing was that we didn't know what to expect other than the fact we know that Jesus does miracles, but how do you connect with that right. and get your miracle? Yes, because it kind of seems like he just shows up and gives one right, who he right. wants to, yeah? Exactly. Right. And so it, about three or four days later, I started moving my arms a little bit. Right. And um, um, they were shocked. The doctors were really shocked. And... Uh, I was in a, a brace that held with two screws on the side of my head that held my neck straight and 
they went in and uh, replaced some bones in my neck and put a steel plate in my neck. And um, then from there I went to rehab. Through Ten days later, it was a, kind of a real shock. To try and learn how to live. Right, because I went from uh, somebody who went to state swimming in high school, used to surf and skateboard and ride my bike, to someone who was laying in a bed right. at 16 years old. Now, now, how old are you now? I'm 46. Tell me about what happened to your body. Um, and like a lot of things happened from what time? Well, how about when you met Christian Harfouche? Well, at the time I met you guys, it w I was 31. Yes. And I had just been married. Yes. And... Um, you know, you believe God and you're like, okay, what to expect and so forth. And, and uh, there was a series of meetings that were going on. And I went to the meetings and, and I was like, well, I want to check these people out because I'm thinking I don't really, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of it. A lot of people say a lot of things, but then when you get, to, get right down to it, I, it doesn't seem to fit up. I mean, you mean people had prayed for you before right, right. and said that the miracle power of God was, was going to heal you, but nothing happened. Right, right. And was that a lot of years that that happened Oh, yeah. I mean, they would plan it and say, well, it's got to happen on this date, and you got to have, and this is what we need to do. And, you know, trying to work something up. And, right. And, uh, and by that point, I was like, well, you know, if God does it, it's okay. And, and I, I really believe that he will, but... To get from point A to point B, uh, don't fill me in with those details right? because I don't know how they're going to happen. Well, listen, we're going to take a break right here, and I want you to stay with us. We're going to take a little break and come back, and we're going to hear more about what God has done in Mark's body. Welcome back to Miracles Today, and we're with Mark. And Mark, when we left, we were talking about how you had been, um, um, broke your neck at 16, you were paralyzed from the neck down, and um, you were 31 years old right. in, a, in a revival service with Dr. Christian Harfouche and myself. That's correct. And people had laid hands on you and prayed for you for years. Right. And nothing happened. Right. And so tell me about that night Three weeks into the revival, what happened to you? Well, three weeks into the revival, I'm seeing all these miracles going on. I'm seeing people's lives change. Like real miracles. Right, right. I, and people I knew that were getting touched. And I'm thinking, well, aren't they going to call me up to get prayed for? <laughs> <laughs> and and um, the meeting went and it was winding down. And I'm thinking, I'm going to go talk to these people and say, hey, what about me? Right, you right. Know? And, uh, it was at that point that uh, I did that, and right. uh, um, you know, you kind of feel like blind Bartimaeus, kind of like screaming out, "Hey, what about me?" You know, <laughs> right? You know, all these people are getting blessed. What about me? And yes. so um, I approached you and I said, "Hey, I want to get prayed for too." Yes. And um, that was the night I got prayed. Well, for. I think that the, you know, it was when a, you, or the next night. I, well, you came up to. I remember it like it was yesterday. You came up and you said, I've been an emotional cripple. Yeah. And you said, 
but now I'm ready yeah. to be healed. Yeah. So your emotions were crippled because your hope right. of ever getting out of the wheelchair or even living beyond 40 years old, right. you know, um, was non-existent. Right. right. So God had to actually heal your heart exactly. of the emotional problem before you were ready. Right. And we were waiting for you. Yeah. And so you came up. I, I came up and um, you laid hands on me and took my shoes off. <laughs> yeah. And my toes were all rolled up. I they mean, were, they were kind of crunched up. They were like green, up, like a kind of a green yellowy color, right? Yeah. 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 And um, as you prayed for me, they straightened, started straightening out. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> exciting. And uh, I got really um, um that gave me more faith for your miracle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, we got a couple of ushers. Right. And they stood on either side with some those little blankets that they throw on people. Right. And tied my legs to their legs. Yes. And stood me up. It was like trying to hold up a spaghetti. Right. And um, um, they didn't do too good of a job. I mean, I'm, they're holding me there and I'm, I'm strapped to them and we're moving yes. a little bit and um, um, then um, they said okay just lay him down so I laid out under the power for I don't know how long and uh, the power, power of God, was, power on God you. was on me and it just started I mean my whole body was shaking and and so forth and uh, some of the things that happened as a result was over about three weeks what would happen is the feeling in my legs would kind of go and kind of disappear. Yeah. And then it felt like my legs were tucked up underneath me. Right. And over about three weeks, I felt the feeling in my legs go back into my feet. Right. So that I could actually look at my feet and say, those are my feet. Wow. Instead of looking at my feet and feeling like they're back behind me. Wow. And so all of that started happening. I started um, feeling a lot more in different places. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, we're going to we're going to save that because I'm going to have you back on the next program because they've got to hear. You've got to hear what what has happened to this beautiful man's body. It's absolutely miraculous. You've got to hear on our next program. Can you stay with me? Yes, I will. And then right now we're going to go to God's Prophet of Performance, Dr. Christian Harfouche and the, the, the founder of International Miracle Institute and enjoy some great preaching and teaching. When the world sees you and they see someone that has not only made the decision to accept but is seeing the provision of the decision made. And they see you. <laughs> and they see that nothing that happens to you hits you. Nothing that happens to you gets the best of you. Nothing that happens to you keeps you. Are you here? That you can shake it off. Now it might take a minute, it might take an hour. It might take two hours. But it ain't going to take a week. Because you serve the God of the day. You shake it off when they see. You see, when they see Bakatela Mangatai, when they step a Bakatela Mangatai, when they see 
that you serve the God whose mercies are new every day. They see that you serve the God who has a word that proceedeth for you every day, that has daily bread for you every day. That daily you have performance in your life. They're going to have enough sense to ask, to try to find out what's the key. Now, if we're honest and we won't tell them foolishness, like, well, you never know what God's going to do. Just hang in there and hold on. In a little while, soon be over. Just all we can do is hope and pray. You know, just, just go ahead and bear it. Learn to handle it. Walk through it. If we'll stop talking that foolishness and say, let me tell you something. God's word is the truth. Regardless of what is hit taking place, what you see with your natural eyes is not the permanent reality. What God declares is his word is his eternal purpose. When you tell him that he cannot fail to accomplish and perform his promises made, and you tell him, let me tell you how I got here. It's not because I'm smart. It's not because I'm better than you. It's not because I'm lucky. It's because I took the word at face value and began to implement the word. It's because God sent a shepherd into my life to speak fear out of my life. There is no lack. There is no fear. I'm not dismayed because I live in the world of God. Now see people come to church and people come to the house of God and so many times, rightly so, in some places because I've been there, preached there. Didn't go back. <laughs> they'll come to the house of God and they'll come, you know, tiptoeing and they'll come to see what they think about what the man of God is and what the man of God is saying. Yeah. And rightly so. Because I've been places and uh, ministered in places when I knew that the best I did was touch people and spark in them enough of the truth. Amen? But I knew once I left that there's going to be another level of untruth whether it's because of ignorance of the word of God or whether because of uh, personal agendas, it really doesn't matter. Untruth will produce the same damage in the life of people regardless of the motive. Am I going too fast? But then once you get into an atmosphere when you know that the truth you're hearing is the truth. But you're having a problem with it. Then stop assuming the problem is on the truth side. And make the decision. That if the problem is on my side. Because God's goodness is too big for me to comprehend. And greater than what I expected. Then I'm going to allow him to make the adjustments necessary in my life. To step into the world and the realm of no lag and no fear. And today, by the power of the Holy Ghost, ordinary, conservative, average, 
reluctant people. I'm, well, I'm not demonstrative. We'll hang around just a little longer. By the power of the Holy Ghost, heaven is going to strike your spirit man with all of the enthusiasm and the divine energy that it has to offer. You're coming up to the realm of breakthrough. No, 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 no confinement, no restriction, no imprisonment, no hesitation. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You may be seated if you can. So we discover there, there will be no lack. There will be no lack. There will be no lack. And we look at the key to that, and you don't have to go there. Just write down the psalm and read it later. Psalm 133, I touched on it last night. Verse 3, uh, portion B of the verse. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life evermore. Where? Well, there. There where? Where everyone meets the conditions of verse 1. What's verse 1 say? It says, look how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Brethren is plural. Plurality. Uh, corporate. Brethren leaves no limit on numbers. Because all you have to do to be a brethren is be born again even if you're a sister and you become a brethren. You know what I'm talking about. Come on now. That's when he says brethren. He ain't talking about just a bunch of the boys club. He's talking about the body of Christ. He's talking about kindred. He's talking about like kinfolk in the spirit. Relate, related in the spirit. Are you listening to me? That's why we call each other brother and we call each other sister. Welcome back. And Kristen, you know, um, we had uh, Mark Richards on the program with us and we've known him for uh, boy over 10 years. And... Uh, He's had an amazing miracle in his body, and we've watched the progression as, as God has healed him. And um, what is the, the, the situation with Mark, right? People will say that's not a miracle because he's still not walking yet, right? Yes. But... God made, you know, gave him feeling from his neck down. He broke his neck when he was 16. God, you know, helped him to have two children. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just well, because of the wheelchair. It's like, the, yeah. it, Well, the... the it's a uh, miracle. It, it, it is. The, the key is what did and what do the doctors, the specialists yeah. say... That's right. ...that examine 
his body and have known of his case prior to his encounter with the power of God. Right. Uh, the specialists uh, uh, know that his muscles uh, should have deteriorated. His organs should have deteriorated. He had no feeling. He had no capacity to have um, a, an intimate relationship with his wife. His body was like a dish rag from the neck down. And uh, he, he uh, scientifically, medically, should have just shrunk in size. And yet, uh, he is doing exactly the opposite and have been doing exactly the opposite, growing physically right. in shoe size and body size, regained his feeling, is able to stand with a walker, is able to have an intimate relationship, have, his wife has had two children. Yes. So um, maybe in the eyes of a churchgoer and uh, as a miracle ministry mm -hmm. and a word ministry mm -hmm. that have seen many uh, wheelchairs, empties, and, 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 and hundreds of thousands of miracles that are instantaneous in yes, nature, yes. Uh, that's what we prefer to see. Yeah, yeah. However, from the medical perspective right. of what is possible and what is impossible, right. it is impossible for Mark to be experiencing regeneration in his physical body rather than deterioration. So maybe the religious or the churchgoer who's uneducated in science and medicine See, that's, would discount that. That's the word, uneducated. Absolutely. Right? That's why we need to be educated. I mean, in order to help, you know, in order to, I mean, you know what? You may feel in your heart this, when you see someone in a wheelchair, you have compassion on them, right? Absolutely. You feel the Holy Ghost and all of a sudden everything just starts to come up and your eyes start tearing and you want to go over and you want to touch them and you want to help them. Well, that's the Holy Spirit in you wanting to do that work through you. Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Well, you know, that's, that's the witness of the Spirit that you have the call of God on your life, Absolutely. Right? And we have seen instant miracles, uh, like that, where right. people immediately came out of well, wheelchairs remember that, remember and that lady run. That, um, the 33 years in a wheelchair, her name was Deborah from Burbank, California. Absolutely, absolutely. Never walked, just got straight up. Absolutely. Yeah. However, yeah. However, if a doctor or a medical group uh, can discover how to accomplish in the lives of the um, Cripple. Right, right. What is happening in the body of Mark? Right. They would call it a medical breakthrough. Exactly, exactly. A miracle is nothing more and nothing less than a supernatural intervention in the natural order of things. The only skeptical question a religious person might have is, well, why did God heal that person instantly and this person gradually? And really, that's sometimes something we don't understand because man is healed and helped on multi-levels. Right. Uh, there are emotionals, there are uh, uh, mental, yep. there are spiritual as well as there are physical miracles. Yeah. So there are things happening in the life of an individual that are behind the scenes. And you know what else? 
Mark didn't want to be prayed for. He was raised in church. He had so many people pray for him. He didn't want to be prayed for when we first met him. We waited three, three weeks before we laid hands on him and God began that miracle because Mark said, I was an emotional cripple. So that's exactly what you're talking about, about the different levels of healing. But right now, because Mark has been an International Miracle Institute student, he's not only prospering and thriving, he's not only not going to die of paralysis, right? He he is he's an amazing father and, and I've seen him stand. He can stand on a walker, but I'm not discouraged. Neither is he. He knows he's on his way yeah. to total recovery. That's right, that's right. You need to become an International Miracle Institute student. And you know, Mark's testimony story was so compelling that we're going to keep him over to the next show. So join us again next time for more happy endings and new beginnings.